Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. In the mid-70s, Wild Cherry thrived in all the funk and disco hotspots from the northern West Virginia panhandle to the Ohio Valley region. People were getting down to the sweet sounds of Play That Funky Music in Steubenville, Ohio, all the way to the bright lights of the big city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The groundswell created by the band's popularity in these areas took the song all the way to number one on the Billboard charts, which was unfortunately a peak they'd never come close to again. This week, we're joined by John Franklin to discuss the history and legacy of Wild Cherry, a band that's been the soundtrack to dancing, singing, moving, grooving, and one night stands for decades. Welcome to the show. You are here today to talk about Wild Cherry Play That Funky Music. And I'm pretty excited to talk about this because you may know or you probably don't know. I'm from Pittsburgh and kind of, I guess I should have known this, but this is kind of a Pittsburgh song. Not technically. It's actually yeah. Steubenville, Ohio, which is about 45 <laughs> minutes from Pittsburgh. But I'm going to just start this episode with this. 
So okay. I play in a band called Punchline. I've been a band for like 25 years. And, and we've recorded lots of music in Steubenville, Ohio. There's a studio we always go to in Steubenville, Ohio. And on the second ever Punchline album from like 1999, we don't even recognize it anymore. It's like so old. <laughs> but on that album, <laughs> we played the bongos that were used on this song. Oh, no they way. at the studio. It was called Aardvark Studios. I don't know why we're using bongos in a song, first of all. But but second of all, they were the ones that Wild Cherry used on Play That Funky Music. So I okay. definitely have a, a real uh, close connection to this song, if that counts. <laughs> I got a couple things to just to jump on Let's there. Go. One, I don't think anybody's mentioned Steubenville, Ohio more times in a podcast than that right there. Okay. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> the music ear in me didn't even realize there were bongos. So that's incredible that they're in the song. Yeah. Number three, even more incredible that you got to use them. Oh, yeah. And, of, and, and I don't know which one of the 300 members of Wild Cherry right. had played them at that point. <laughs> Because there's like an incredible amount of people that were in that band, but that is such a cool story. I love that we're linking it all together. Right. Hey, Steubenville, Ohio, you might be interested to know, is also, I believe, the birthplace of, man, if I get this wrong, I'm going to feel bad, but I think it's Dean Martin. I think Dean Martin is from Steubenville, Ohio. Wow. I think that's their claim to fame. But um, as it should be, it's, yes. it's not as Wild it Cherry. No, no. Well, <laughs> well, no, no. Wild Cherry's claim to fame. I'm saying Steubenville because several of the members were from Steubenville. I think Steubenville kind of claims Wild Cherry. But Rob Parisi, the lead singer and guitarist, the, the, ma singer. the main yeah. guy, he is the pride of Ringo Junction, Ohio, actually, where there's actually yes. a street. The longest street in town is named after Rob Parisi. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a goal of mine to someday in Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania, have a street named after me. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, but yes, <laughs> Wild Cherry, we're going to say that they're from Steubenville and they formed in 1970. They got their name from a box of cough drops. Where else would you get it from? And of course. the band members are from Steubenville. Weirton, Weirton, another place that I've been. My girlfriend works in Weirton sometimes. Uh, and East Springfield, Ohio. These are all like funny places to be from. And the band played in the Ohio <laughs> Valley, the Northern West Virginia Panhandle and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was like the big city for, for where they started out. And I think it's crazy. John, I didn't really know this. I knew that we played Wild Cherry Bongos on an album <laughs> 20 some <laughs> years ago, but I just ha thought that they randomly were there. I never looked into this. So I got to thank you for, oh. for picking Wild Cherry. And let me ask you, what made you choose this song? The reason why I picked this song is because dating way back, like when I was a kid, my dad is very animate that when you're in the car, you sing in the car, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go, like no matter what the song is, it comes on. And I used to, and I, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, rip, play that funky music by Wild Cherry. It was like one of my favorites. And I remember being a kid, loving it, not knowing what a one-hit wonder even was at that point. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, not really a song you vocally perform. I don't know where <laughs> why I was getting so into it. But I remember like years later looking it up and being like, whatever happened to them? And realizing they never had another song. And now, even more years later down the line, finding out I get to talk about one-hit wonders on a podcast, I was like, no better time than the present to talk about my love for the band Wild Cherry. Because I don't know how many people really have that. So we're going to do it today. So, I John, it. I got a question about you singing in this car, right? <laughs> because <laughs> this is a song that if you had asked me three days ago, hey, you know the words to play that funky music, right? Yeah. I'd be like, absolutely. <laughs> then I sat down to write out the lyrics of this song, and I realized that I know 
maybe the first two lines of this song, nothing else except for pre-chorus and chorus. Like the verses should not even exist in this song. But they actually tell a story. They like legitimately tell a story, which caught me off guard. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. Like I'm kind of doing this off the dome, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the way that the song, as simply as it came about, was like they were playing a live gig and somebody yelled at Rob Parisi like, are you going to play that funky music white boys? Like pretty much was something like that. And it inspired him to write the song. Right. I don't really know much more than that, but then the verses are, are virtually nonsense that do tell it like that. Tell a story though. Like you, you realize like after you listen to it one time, you're like, I don't really know what any of that meant, but then you know that what the story is. You're like, Oh, it actually makes sense. Yeah. So what I gain from the lyrics and I'm curious about you, Chris as well, because obviously mm-hmm. on the show we do dive into some, of these I know words. all about it. So go ahead. Hit me. It sounds like to me when I was when I was typing out the lyrics to get them ready in my notes and like looking over them, I'm like, this sounds like it's actually literally the story of White Cherry of like, hey, man, I used to be this hard rock singer and I was like, fuck disco like everybody else. And then I discovered disco is pretty great. Am I right, fellas? Let's play that funky music. (laughs) Well, I, I can tell you more. I watched an interview with Rob Barisi where he told the story and wow, they were a rock band. And, yeah. But the problem yeah. was disco was hitting hard. The rock clubs were starting to shut down and people wanted to go dance. They wanted to go dance to disco music and they were playing a show. And the drummer, Ronald Beidle, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he heard a fan yell, are you white boys going to play some funky music? <laughs> and yeah. that that <laughs> is what inspired them to write the song. And it's just kind of about that journey from being like, fine, we're going to write some funky music. And I also thought it was pretty funny. The song is literally what's happening to to them. They need to play funkier (laughs) music to make people happy. And he said that they recorded the song and everyone kind of knew this was a hit, but he played it for people, even including his parents and his dad and other people told him like, look, you got to take out the white boy thing. You can't put that in there. Like you got to take that out. And Rob was like, no, we can't. That's like, that's like the, the main part of the song. And he's right. Like, well, let me ask you this. Have you guys seen the band? Have you seen pictures yeah, or, yes. or live? They are a very yeah, white yeah. band. for yeah. sure. <laughs> they are a bunch. I believe, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of my favorite album covers ever is, is the one where it looks like they literally surprised all five of them and took a picture. <laughs> and like, they're, they're all wearing like headphones and it's very clear they were in the studio about to finish the album. They're like, oh shit, we forgot the artwork. Right. And they just like, <laughs> they just took, the, they like went down the line, but just like said the people's names like turn around take a picture and right. it's like it's very 70s white people yes like you know what I mean? and they're yeah half the band has perms for sure in, yeah. in the music video but my point is that the fact that they're so i don't know they're kind of goofy looking maybe in the 70s they fit in they're, they're pretty funny looking i think though i think the fact that they're a bunch of you know funny looking white guys playing funk music that's primarily music played by black people is what makes it funny and and interesting and everything he's right that was the main hook of the song totally you know by the time this song came out went to number one on the charts which that's something we have to note this song went to number one yeah it was number Number one one. And let's. I wrote down a few of the notable songs that were also in the charts when it peaked. Right. It peaked on September eighteenth, oh. nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. The number two song in America. This is what it it knocked off of the number one slot 
was Casey and the Sunshine Band, Shake Your Booty. Right. Um, wow. Also in there, number four was Walter Murphy's A Fifth of Beethoven, which is just I a disco version <laughs> of Beethoven's Fifth. Um, you skipped numbers, one. You skipped one, Well, Matt. I skipped a couple. Yeah, I saw, but, okay. but I got to tell you one, because we got to do this one eventually on One Hit Thunder. You skip, What you skipped is I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dand and John Ford Coley, which I hope someone eventually picks. You guys know that song, right? Yeah, I do not know this it's, song. It's, no. <laughs> yeah, it's the song that goes, and I'd really love to see you tonight. It's like a, it's like a yacht rock, you know. Soft I think I've rock heard song. I think I've heard exactly that I, line in a yacht rock look, CD compilation commercial. I <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know the words. I don't. But I'm gonna sing this melody, and you guys are gonna go. Oh, I feel like you're gonna go. Oh, it's a song that goes. I don't talk about to live in, and I don't wanna talk to Yeah, I know And I'd really love to see you tonight it's that yeah, song right. i'm i'm a lyric shot it's like i don't want to talk about moving yes. in i don't want to waste <laughs> your time, time. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, i see you know it <laughs> you know yeah it. Okay. I, okay. I, I didn't realize i knew the name yeah that's amazing all right so some of the other ones i put on there boz skaggs had low down yep. at number six oh. uh chicago's if you leave me now was oh. sitting at number nine so good and the bgs you should be dancing was at number 10 so right. again very disco centric not a lot of rock <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean matt if, if we're talking about these charts can i mention a couple other that were in the charts at the time just because sure, they're so sure. good well <laughs> uh don't go break in my heart elton john and kiki d was Ooh. in there what Whatever happened to Kiki D? I don't know. That's the only song I ever knew by Kiki D. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you consider that as, as the one-hit wonder experts? I know Elton John's in it, but do you consider that a one-hit wonder? That's a For Kiki D, that is a that is a good question. A half hit for Kiki D. She's a half hit Yeah, it's wonder. like, it's like, it was, a, I mean, you can't name like a drunk duet that hasn't been that song. Yeah. And people have no idea who Kiki D even it's, is. It's like, so good. It's Elton John and that woman. Yes. Like, no, nobody cares. Right. Like, <laughs> The other ones I want to mention, though. Okay, Matt, you were just talking about uh, those infomercials where they're trying to sell the Time Life CDs of the yeah. 70s songs. Well, yeah. I was recently at a casino in Wheeling, West Virginia, which is not too far from these places. I guarantee you, I guarantee you Wild Cherry played some shows in Wheeling, by the way, because that's <laughs> right, in, right in the mix here. But we, we had to put something on the TV, which is like regular cable or whatever, and that got sucked into one of those infomercials and it was hosted by these two guys. I'm like, who are these guys? And it said they were from the band Orleans. I'm like, who is Orleans at number 16? <laughs> by, John has his hands in the air because he's excited about this. But at number 16 was still the one by Orleans. Still the one. Still, yeah. the, still one. the one. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So Orleans, great band, yeah. also has one of the most embarrassing album covers of all time. Oh, I don't know their album <laughs> if you covers. Guys, if you ever Google Orleans, the first, you know, just look up Orleans' bad album cover. It's the most homoerotic, weirdest thing a band has ever done as an album cover. I got to see it. And one of the band members is 18 years old. So like it's just keep that context when you look this up. Orleans. When album. I typed in Orleans album cover, it auto filled gay as the next. Oh word. yeah, <laughs> this one. This is amazing. This is. I want to rip this cover off for the next punchline album cover. This is incredible. It's so bad, it's good. It reminds me of the multiple people version of that one Prince album cover. You know the Prince album cover where <laughs> yeah, you I want to be your lover. Yeah, it's, I want to be your. It's lover. exactly like that. It's incredible. Um, it's. It's so good. Like you can just picture them sitting down. It's like, all right, guys, Orleans. It's our second studio album. How do we want the people to really capture the essence? It's like, 
we all look pretty good with our shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, that sounds like a really it's good It's memorable. Team. Danny just turned 18, so he can totally be in it. Which time. one of these guys is 18? They all have full beards. <laughs> I, one of them, I think one of them legitimately had just turned 18 wow. when the... And that came out. I think it's the. It has to be the the one guy With without a beard hand? leaning his head on the <laughs> okay. shoulder of the burly. Yeah, guy. yeah. It's like a <laughs> star. Uh, a couple other ones I want to mention because it's too much fun not to mention them. Uh, number twenty at this time, which I was surprised at how early this was for Hall and Oates, but she's gone by Hall and Oates. Was at number twenty? Really? Oh, that was seventy six. Yeah, I would have yeah. thought they were eighties. I saw. Shower the People from James Taylor was in here at 22. Nice. Magic Man from Heart was at 26. Baby I Love Your yeah. Way from Peter Frampton at 30. Nice. And a funny one, an another funk song in the charts. At number 38 was Get the Funk Out My Face by the Brothers Johnson, which I love. <laughs> Any song that substitutes fuck for funk, I just automatic so automatically love it. But <laughs> so I guess good. my main point here, and I, I know Matt just had a few written down, and I want to say more, is that Wild Cherry beat out a lot of I mean, you're talking about disco. <laughs> you got the Bee Gees at number 10 here. So Wild Cherry's, yeah. you know, nine spots above that to number one. This song was huge. And what I was getting to with my story a little bit earlier was this song, eventually they got nominated for two Grammys. So Rob Barisi brought his mom and dad to the Grammys, which I can't imagine how cool that would be. Like, yeah. to be able to be like, mom and dad, come to the Grammys with me. This is going to be so cool. So so Rob said they're backstage and, you know, everyone's there. He's, you know, oh, look, there's the Beach Boys. Oh, look, there's Paul McCartney. Everybody's back here. And he said his dad looked at him and said, man, I'm glad you didn't take I'm glad you didn't take White Boy out of the song. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> so, so, like, so the two Grammys is just kind of scratching the surface. Their self-titled album that this was on went platinum. Uh, Billboard named them the best pop group of the year. Uh, they won the whoa. American Music Award for top uh, R&B single of the year, and. In like three years ago, Billboard magazine ranked them the 93rd greatest pop song of all time. Wow. So like, no way. So like they still had some crazy credits going on. I want to talk a split second about copyright infringement. Oh, dude, we got to talk <laughs> um, about him already. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Oh. I've got two connective pieces here. So according to Song Facts, Rob from Wild Cherry wanted to write a hit song and his plan was to copy it from the best. So he subscribed to Billboard magazine, which listed all the hit songs. And when it would arrive each week, he would pick out a couple songs to attempt to co copy and change just to make it different enough wow. without getting sued. Play That Funky Music, White Boy is based off of the bass line and vocal melody of Fire by the Ohio Players. Wow. Fire. And if you listen to them back to back, you're like, oh, yeah, that is <laughs> that is almost the exact same bass line. Uh, and then, yes, many, many years later, came back around full circle. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Ice covered slash sampled the song and gave none of the band credit. So uh, they were sued for five hundred thousand dollars in copyright infringement. Yeah. Well, Rob Bracey <laughs> eventually got paid. I just can't believe Vanilla Ice is two songs. He just took he just took under <laughs> under pressure and played that funky music and credited nobody. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> the best the best part about the Vanilla Ice under pressure is like he's like, nah, it's different because there's no ch no. in mind. No. Uh, <laughs> like he literally references a snare. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, No, you know, when you listen to, to when you listen to, to Queen, it's like 
dun 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 da da dun 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 when you listen to mine it's dun 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 da da dun 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 da da dun dun like he does the exact same thing there's this real famous clip of him that i've done an impression of so many times but it's so good i gotta tell you guys that the vanilla i loved the vanilla i was a little kid i loved the vanilla ice song um of course and it was actually supposed to be like the first single ice ice baby was the b-side of it but i Vanilla Ice's verses in Play That Funky Music are some, some of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. I wanted to read you guys a sample of I wanted to read you guys a sample of a Vanilla Ice verse in this. It's you're weakening fast, yo, and I can tell it. Your body's getting hot, so so I can smell it. So don't be mad and don't be sad, cause the lyrics belong to Ice. You can call me Dad. You're pitching a fit, so step back and endure. Let the witch doctor Ice do the dance to cure. So come up close and don't be square. You wanna battle me anytime, anywhere. You thought that I was weak, boy. You're dead wrong. So come on, everybody, and sing this song. Play that funky music. It is, it is like the most second grade. Like the <laughs> second grade is not that smart of a second grader lyrics that I've ever read. Had to be written on a, in a marble notebook somewhere. Definitely. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. An interesting thing about this song now that I'm thinking about like all the stuff that went on around it and the actual writing that went into it, could you almost sort of consider it? Uh, I wouldn't call it a 100% parody, but some level of a parody for a rock band to be like, I'm going to give in and just write what I think a funk song sounds like because somebody yelled this at me and it goes to number one is like, you know, like it's, it's like sort of a sellout move. You know what I mean? For Oh, like, this is like a sellout anthem. Like lyrically, yeah, it's literally just like, fuck it. We'll change ourselves. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite part about it too, is like knowing what you know about the band now. It's insane that like the third line of the song is just the singer saying, I get laid all the time. Yeah. Like burning like, down he, one night stand. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I was just knocking down women pre number one hits. Like you better, you, I wonder, you, I wonder what I'm doing now. Like, one of, one of the videos that I watched while like trying to, research this um they did bring a the the host brought up a really good point which he was like look white cherry was not the first nor were they the last rock band to like change from a rock band to a disco band but like comparatively like them doing play that funky music still retains way more of the rock sound than like when the rolling stones did their disco album with like right. sympathy for the devil like sympathy like that is like yeah their disco song and it's like all right like that that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like well, a rock song at all like this song does still rock even if it is a funk song there's some ripping guitars in this it's, yeah it's very yeah. everyone's very musically proficient and his delivery as a vocalist is very strong almost comical yeah, yeah I, I mean matt you're the expert on this and i think john has a good point that if the lyrics were 10% sillier and then add that chorus of play that funky music white boy, this could almost be a weird owl. Weird owl song. It could almost this be a, like weird, a weird, weird, yeah. Yeah, weird owl. Not, not a parody necessarily, but a weird but owl. one of his originals. Well, I yeah. guess what John's pointing out, though, is the fact that this went to number one is almost the same as I think you were on the episode when we did Eat It, when we found out that Eat It charted higher than Beat It in Australia. (laughs) Like, like that's what John's saying is like, this isn't, this is literally like, fuck it. We're going to make a goofy funk song and it outperformed all of the sincere funk songs. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like it kind of, it kind of goes back to that classic formula of like, 
if you have a musically talented group, sort of like what Chris is saying, like you got guys who could play an instrument and play it any way possible and a really good like vocalist who's willing to put on an act, like, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. It got to number one, but like, it's nothing they ever did before or ever did after. Like they didn't try to replicate the formula. Oh, like, you know, they very like, much did. My <laughs> did they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, their follow-up song. So they, they put out Play That Funky Music. They put out their next album, Electrified Funk, which is oh, ripped straight, <laughs> straight out the lyrics. And the opening song, Baby Don't You Know, literally the opening line was, well, I was playing that funky music. <laughs> like, it is, it is almost embarrassing. <laughs> like, there was a lot of songs that I, I noted that sounded like exactly like Play That Funky Music. Like, they were trying to strike lightning in a so bottle good. twice. <laughs> but I, I did know, like, oh, look, I dove deep into the catalog. I listened to a bunch of songs, bunch of songs like from this album, like, oh, these all just sound like play that funky music. <laughs> then as time went on a few years later, they had so, and a lot of their songs also had a lot of innuendo and whatever, like what you'd expect. But they kind of got a little more like Motowny, Lionel Richie style, like something you'd hear on The Love Boat. <laughs> if you've ever seen the show The Love Jeez. Boat, they, he has a song that's called Try a Piece of My Love, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. It was the last single. So this might have been the nail in the coffin for Wild Cherry. But it was, oh. I, I wrote down some of the lyrics to this one. It's very, it's funky, but like I said, it's kind of like a little mellow, a little more mellow of a funk song. But it's, uh, <laughs> the lyrics were, you're a lady that won't come easy. But let me tell you something about the man I am. I know what it takes, what it takes to please you. Try, try, try a little piece of my love was the chorus. But that w- that ended up being their last single. <laughs> I I will say that, John, this was a, a great choice for you because this is a true one-hit wonder <laughs> in the fact that I, none of their other singles even – maybe the one that – Charted. Yeah, yeah, I think the one that came after this like char- charted low, but none of the other singles listed even – touched a chart so that's amazing very true Uh, honestly i'm proud of them yeah (laughs) because knowing what i know now it's like it it almost feels like you could walk into a bar on route 46 in like wayne new jersey and be like wild cherry like the wild cherry (laughs) and and you just see like like a bunch of old dudes and you're like oh my god it's them yeah and they're like we're gonna play some funky music and they're hammered like absolutely you're right though we i mean Chris, I know you've seen your fair share of this. Just like artists that we grew up with in the '90s, and it's like, oh, they're playing a, a local fair. Like, well, like yeah. the last time Weedus went on tour, and this is not throwing shade. Weedus is having the resurgence of their career right now, but their tour ended with them playing at a chili cook-off in New Jersey. Like, yeah, like, I mean, we're at that point where ba- like the bands that we grew up listening to, you could catch them playing a, a random casino or bar, and I well, think Wild Cherry. No different. Well, well, here's, you know, what's interesting about Wild Cherry is Rob Barisi was able to retire at 40 years old based purely off the, the success Bruce of this, this one song. This song, not only was it massive back then, it's still huge. He still gets a yeah. ton of royalties from this song. And uh, what also is interesting about him is that he went, he moved to New York City after and he co-produced the album Dedication by Gary U.S. Bonds. Who I, didn't, I was like, who the hell is Gary U.S. Bonds? But then I saw he co-produced it with Bruce Springsteen and Stephen Van Zandt. And I'm like, damn. 
Bruce Springsteen wrote this song that I always thought was Bruce Springsteen because it sounds like, and of course, the song sounds like Bruce Springsteen. It's a song called This Little Girl. And uh, it the album sold half a million copies and Rob got another gold album. So Rob wasn't, it wasn't like it was the only song he was involved in that right. was successful. But this, 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 this little girl song, I guarantee you guys will write. I, I didn't know what it was by the name of it, but then when I heard it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this song. And Oh, I thought this was Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it's one of those kind of songs, but uh, Rob did have more success. Mark Avsek. This is like a very Pittsburghy thing to talk about, but he, he played on, he played on play that funky music. He eventually fully joined the band. He was he played keys synth on the album. He went on to partner with. I, I'm gonna be happy if you guys know who this is because he's such a Pittsburgh celebrity. But you might not because we could do a one hit thunder about him too, Matt Kelly. Donnie Iris. Do you guys know who Donnie Iris is? Oh, you, you might not. Have we talked about this. I feel like you and I have talked about this song when I'm visiting you in Pittsburgh. Okay. Before. Yeah. So Donnie Iris, or as people like to say in Pittsburgh, Donnie Iris. You got Yin's going down there to see Donnie Iris. Uh, he uh, <laughs> has a song called Aliyah, which it's A H exclamation point, Leah exclamation point, but it's the song goes Aliyah. I don't know if I just hear that song a lot because I'm from Pittsburgh and they still played it all growing up or if it it was a hit everywhere at some point i just don't know if it's had the staying power that it has in pittsburgh but mark avsek from wild cherry went and played with donnie iris that was my point for any pittsburghers that happened well, to be listening wow for the non-pittsburgh people out there also the um the bass player went on to become a session musician and worked on such uh albums like worked with artists like luther vandross roberta fleck and um cindy lopper <laughs> And the guitarist later went on to join Foghat and Molly Hatchet. So, yeah, they're busy. Shout out Foghat. <laughs> so they all kept themselves busy. They, they, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those stories where it's like they tried their best. They did three more albums after this and saw no real traction happening and then kind of hung it up. But they hung it up and just kept doing music in other ways. And you got to think of all the stuff, too, like since at least since I've been alive of like, Wild Cherry, play the funky music, just being in that they definitely make money on. Oh, you know, yeah. like, oh would you like oh, a like, list? Because I, <laughs> I'm made... pretty sure it would. If I if I had to get, I, if I had to remember, I'm pretty sure Dance Dance Revolution is one of them. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm almost positive they had a moment in Rock Band, and wow. like like that, even that minimum, you got to get a pretty good contract there and make some money on that oh yeah if i had to guess i don't know i'm not i'm so, not sure how those work, so this but. is far from a full list but uh when i looked online and just wrote movies and tv shows that used play that funky music <laughs> i got that it appeared on episodes of scandal the office and big bang theory and and appeared in the movies mystery men whatever it takes evolution undercover brother malibu's most wanted and scooby-doo 2 the monsters unleashed <laughs> so, <laughs> so i gotta I mean, say i gotta they say were getting those residual checks chris you know that van wilder oh, 2 yeah. money that Keep comes that rolling van wilder in. 2 money coming <laughs> that's we're making upwards to 100 bucks a year on that thing <laughs> that's the best i um i was gonna say like it's it's almost a guarantee that play that funky music had to be in a Chuck Lorre joint. Yeah. Like before, before you even said it, I was like somewhere Chuck Lorre was like, we got to pepper in play that funky music. White boy to this big bang theory episode. Oh, yeah. So I've never watched an episode of big bang theory, so I can't speak on this Thank God. distinctly, but it did say that the song was playing in the episode and they got into a 
discussion similarly to something we've talked about with Monster Mash, where it's like it, the Monster Mash is a song about the dance and not right. the actual song. song. They're like, is play that funky music the song that he actually played when he was being told to play that funky music? <laughs> like it's oh, like meta. creating that paradox. Uh, very but, meta. Yeah. Yeah, like very, very uh, dumb is the better way to use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that—that that is such a Chuck Lorre move to be like, all right, we need another scene. What should we do here? It's like, I was listening to uh, Play the Funky Music the other day. Couldn't figure out what it was about. So you want to uh, just write like four pages about that and call it a couple minutes? Yeah, we can kill six minutes with that <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, one-hit thunders, thunderheads, thunder buns. All right, I'll just go with one-hit Thunder listeners. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song that they have written. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites such as Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz, up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu, and even some of the artists that have been featured on One Hit Thunder. The show is even produced by One Hit Thunder host Chris Fafalius. What more could you possibly ask for? Krista Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. I guarantee you'll like it, or we'll give you your money back. Well, I think that Wild Cherry, they rode the wave of now i wouldn't necessarily call this song disco i would call it funk it's definitely more, fun. more yeah. than disco but yeah. definitely in the world of disco like this song would be play yeah. i kind of think it rode that wave if you look at their album it's releases, that guitar it's that guitar bass line that's a very yeah. disco-y guitar bass absolutely line for sure absolutely but, right so i don't completely fault them for anything they did rock clubs were going away they they were good at what they did. They wrote a song that has lasted this long. They were from around where I'm from, so they get they're gonna get bonus <laughs> points from me. And they went on like Rob Barisi, who seems to be the mastermind here, went on to do some cool things. Seems like a nice guy. Worked with Bruce Springsteen. I mean, it's not like he didn't keep trying. John, one thing that we get down on people about on this show is if they had a hit. And then they try one more thing and that doesn't take and off they give it and up. then they give up because it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, so I, you never know. Yeah. I don't think that's the case here with wild cherry before we, before we discuss if this is a, if this brought the one hit thunder or if it's a one hit blunder, I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way. 
I wanted to also mention before we do that, A, I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but apparently Roxette had a minor hit with a cover of this song. Really? Which I'm very curious about. Yeah. Wow. But before we dive into the Thunder Blunder real quick, John, do you have anything you need to promote if people have been listening to this episode and going, oh man, this guy sounds familiar. Maybe I know him from something and also he seems funny. Well, thank you, Matt, for uh, for that <laughs> charming introduction to that. Uh, if you haven't followed me on social media already, I'm at underscore John Franklin underscore underscore on Instagram. And then at John Franklin Comedy on TikTok, that's the bread and butter. I'm a comedian who was on season four of Netflix's The Circle. Season five just came out. I have my first comedy special set to drop. February 23rd, which is also my mom's birthday. So if you were nice. a fan of the show, you know that's significant. Um, but you might yeah, see a Matt Kelly be... in the front row of you, many a shot. Matt Kelly was there. <laughs> Matt Kelly was there. The crowd shot will will be a, a servicing. It will be serving and giving uh, one hit thunder. But uh, I'm very excited for that. So definitely go check that out. It'll be hopefully right away on YouTube available to everybody. And uh, that's really that. The one thing I do have to mention, though, is that we never brought up at all during this episode that Frank Sinatra had a disco album and I don't want to talk about it. I just want to mention that for the general public and say he wasn't always perfect. Wow. Okay. So that's, let's move on. I didn't know let's that. I know what I'm listening to when I bath my dog after this. Yeah. Is it, is it better or worse than the Pat Boone metal album? See now, now we're getting into a real discussion. <laughs> 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 I gotta tell like go check out the Frank Sinatra. This is this is my last chance at disco, so I'm gonna do it album. Nice. It is I he's a New Jersey guy. I won't say anything much worse than that. But it is it's something. We gotta stick up for our people. Nice. You know, hey, you were up on Pittsburgh yep. all day today, yep. so I gotta I gotta give you that. <laughs> all right, John. Did you think that white cherry, white cherry, Jesus, that wild cherry, (laughs) they got in your head. (laughs) Did you think that wild cherry brought the one hit thunder? They're just this undeniable machine that should have had so much more success and fame. Or were they a one hit blunder? Like, eh. You could take it or leave it. I think for the song, the song is one is a one hit thunder, no doubt about it. But as a band, like we discussed, they tried and they tried, they tried again, and it didn't go well. So obviously, like, they didn't have the formula. I'm gonna go one hit thunder just because I love them and I love what they 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 came out of here with is like a, a pseudo parody to like what was causing them to lack success and then getting success out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically just being like a middle finger to the music industry and being like, we'll sell out and figure it out, <laughs> bring my parents to the Grammys, right. and then ride off into the sunset. I'm going thunder with that. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll sell out and figure it out as we go. I like that. I like, they <laughs> yeah. unapologetically sold out so much. So it's almost, Matt, this is kind of like the blueprint for Real Big Fish. They sold out by writing a song about selling about out. About selling out. And, and, yeah, that's, wow. and, and Wild Cherry kind of, was the the forefathers of that. And I also think that if you ever listen to Harmar Superstars music, that the the later Wild Cherry must have been a big influence on the sound of Harmar Superstar if you check it out. But uh, <laughs> I got to I gotta agree with John that Wild Cherry, representing my area of the world, um, I think they're pretty cool. They're, they're, they're rippers. They are actually really good. It's not just like cheesy disco music. I, the only thing I will say is... There wasn't another song that I really liked, but the rest, if you like 
play that funky music and you just put this on, all the rest of the songs would fit right with it. Yeah. We got uh, great news. If you like play that funky music, there's four albums on oh, it. Oh, there's that you a, can they, check out. they have a they have a wild che- <laughs> they have a wild cherry super hits album. When you YouTube any of them, it all it all comes up and it's like these lips sucking on a cherry and it says wild cherry super hits and all of the songs that you can find are on there. I'm probably on the fence, but I, I'm gonna give them a thunder. I mean, it doesn't matter for the the non-existent, <laughs> the non-existent one hit thunder Wikipedia page is already listed. This is certified thunder, uh, two out of three votes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the fence, but lean more on the blunder side. Right. Uh, the song is great. I am not gonna be I'm not gonna be listening to <laughs> to any other wild cherry in my in my day to day. And this is you know this is coming fresh off of like you know, what, a month ago or two when I was up visiting you in Pittsburgh and I was like, yo, I'm going to buy this Us 3 album because I really liked what what we dove into with that band. And like, you know, I'm a guy who still buys physical CDs all the time, as you know, and Love that. I'm not going out and buying no Wild Cherry Matt. CDs when I'm at the used CD store. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give it a thunder because Chris played the bongos that they used yeah. one time. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, can you, can you talk, talk about like, even though the band didn't necessarily do anything else, like, what else like you know parisi ends up writing this hit that chris talked about that's like, true that's can, true can you all make right that a part of the argument that like you can like you know what you're bringing whole? up you're bringing up points that i neglect it there's because a whole I also street get... there's a whole street in ringo street. junction <laughs> it's the longest street in ringo junction ohio it's named after rob parisi and you're trying to tell me he's not thunder matt you are the least funky white boy i've ever known <laughs> been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Defalios of the band's Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me you're hearing Lucky by Another Cheetah. We're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and myself at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello out there! Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. 
We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!